This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. So why don't we start with the conservative leadership race, which culminated on Saturday with the somewhat surprise coronation of former Speaker of the House Andrew Scheer. Going into this leadership race, uh, Scheer seemed like a dark horse candidate, somebody who was maybe flying a little bit under the radar, uh, but also seemed like sort of a safe choice. Had a lot of support within caucus uh, and ran a fairly good campaign. But as we went through 12 ballots on Saturday, he did not lead on a single one of them until the most important one, the last one. I think his strength on the first ballot indicated, well, this guy could be standing at the end. Uh, and sure enough, it was Maxime Bernier through 12 rounds of balloting. And then on the 13th ballot, it was Andrew Scheer. I think it's unfortunate in a way, personally looking at it. I think uh, Maxime Bernier represented a lot of important policy changes that, that we need in this country. Privatizing Canada Post, ending supply management. Uh, I, I was glad to see somebody talk about these things. I understand that maybe that was too radical a direction for the Conservative Party. I don't really have a good handle on what it is that Andrew Scheer represents. And maybe I think to a lot of people, he more or less represents the status quo. Some people have called him Harper with the smile. And that's okay. I mean, Stephen Harper delivered competent leadership. The Conservatives won back-to-back-to-back elections. So maybe it's not such a bad choice to go with somebody like Andrew Scheer. He's young, he's smart, uh, and you know what? Even if he doesn't win in 2019, he seems like the kind of guy you could certainly see winning uh, in 2023. He's got a bright future ahead of him. I I don't really have anything bad, bad to say about him. Like I say, I don't know that I have a good handle on who he is and what he represents, but we'll get a sense of who he is in the weeks and months ahead. Now, there's some other people in this race I think we should talk about, but I do just a little bit more on on Andrew Scheer here, Uh, because obviously he's the leader of the conservative. He's the new leader of the opposition. The other parties are going to go after him. Of course they are. That's how politics works. I wouldn't expect anything less. I think some conservatives seem a little frustrated, like, gee, the guy barely won. And all of a sudden the liberals are jumping all over him, et cetera. Well, of course they are. Of course they are. And the conservatives have done the same thing in the past, too. you got to be the one to define your opponent before he or she gets to define himself or herself. That's just how it goes. Politics is a rough and tumble business. So, of course, they're not going to give Andrew Scheer any kind of a honeymoon period. Uh, they're going to go after him right out of the gate. That's how politics goes. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with really ridiculous statements like this one from NDP leadership candidate Nikki Ashton. No, to the politics of Donald Trump, of the Donald Trumps of this world, including Andrew Scheer, with his right wing, anti-same-sex marriage, anti-trans, anti-choice, and anti-Muslim agenda. Let's build a movement for fundamental change, for social, environmental, and economic justice for all. Yeah. Now, that's a really stupid response. Say what you will about Andrew Scheer, but if you're going to start comparing him to Donald Trump or basically saying that he is Donald Trump, a Canadian version of Donald Trump, then to me, that's just a really stupid take. I'm sorry, Nikki. I really don't see how he's much like Donald Trump at all. The funny thing is, as uh, economist Andrew Leach was pointing out over the weekend, you could probably make a stronger case that it's Nikki Ashton who's closer to Donald Trump than Andrew Scheer is. 
hashtag this tweet from Nikki Ashton. Bad trade deals are affecting all of us. This isn't about pitting us against each other. We need strong leadership that takes on Trump, where she almost sounds like Donald Trump. Andrew Leach tweeted uh, with a hashtag Ashton or Trump, who said this. How much of the trade deficit caused by free trade agreements that do not produce benefits for our country? Or that it's time to take back our country from the rich and powerful and offer fundamental change? Or their manufacturing jobs have disappeared, the trade deficit has increased, etc. That kind of rhetoric, you could argue, sounds more like Trump than anything Andrew Scheer has said or done or proposed. So that's a pretty ridiculous take. Andrew Scheer's got the opportunity now to define who he is, where he wants to take the party. He didn't offer a lot, I would say, in terms of policy during the leadership race. And if you go to his website, the platform and policy page, you'll find that it's all gone. So as a leader of the party now, obviously he has to work with the grassroots and party members and decide what it is they stand for, where they want to go. He's not going to dictate to the party what it stands for. But he's a bit of an open book here. I'm really not sure what to make of him. Certainly curious what you make of him, 403-974-8255. But I would say this, and personally I'll admit I was glad to see it, but I know maybe some of you out there maybe uh, liked Kelly Leach or even maybe supported her campaign. I thought Kelly Leach ran an embarrassing campaign, frankly. Uh, what turned out to be a disaster for her. There were a lot of people along the way who thought that Kelly Leach was a frontrunner. And maybe she was the person to beat, or at least she was going to be up there with the other front runners. Uh, in the end, she fell flat on her face. Did not do well at all. And I think, hopefully, would look back on her campaign with some embarrassment and regret. Now, going forward, I know the conservatives, there's, there's a desire to seem unified, to move forward. But you look at some of the other names in the leadership race, Maxime Bernier, Aaron O'Toole, those are people I think the new leader is going to want to make sure that, that he gives them prominent positions within the party, uh, that you want to keep them happy. I don't know what Kelly Leach brings to the table at this point. Uh, so I think if you look back at this leadership race and the results on Saturday, who really was a big loser in all of this, I think you'd have to say Kelly Leach. Anyway, as I say, 403-974-8255 is our number. We're back with more right after this. Uh, welcome back. 403-974-8255. Talking about the conservative leadership race. Andrew Scheer, the new leader of the party. Uh, and I think he's potentially a real unifier within the party. Because he's not so much aligned with any one faction of the party. You had libertarians like Maxime Bernier. You had social conservatives like Brad Trost and, and Pierre Lemieux. You had Kelly Leach, whatever she was. And Andrew Scheer wasn't really, you couldn't really pigeonhole him in any of those categories. And maybe that's what the party needs going forward. That said, though, Andrew Scheer is a bit of a social conservative. He seems more along the lines, I would think, of, of Stephen Harper, someone who's smart enough to realize you don't want to reopen some of these uh, awkward and uncomfortable debates. So I really don't expect him to pursue any kind of socially conservative agenda. But you're already seeing. I mean, that's where the liberals and the NDP are going to go after him on his social conservative beliefs. Look at his voting record, etc. And that's fair. Look, everybody's voting record is fair game, regardless of who you are or what party you represent. If you voted for something, you should be able to stand up and, and defend it. Do I think Andrew Scheer is going to come in and ban abortion and ban gay marriage? Of course not. 
right? It would be silly to think so. We went through how many years of those kinds of warnings about Stephen Harper. It never happened. I mean, you got groups out there like Campaign Life Coalition. Now, they endorse Brad Trost, Pierre Lemieux. I think the real true and ardent social conservatives in the race. But I think they see Andrew Scheer as, as much like they saw Stephen Harper. They're not going to go out of their way to alienate social conservatives, but they're really not going to do anything to advance their agenda. And that's, that's my read on Andrew Scheer at this point. He was, though, asked an interesting question uh, by Vasha Capellos with West Block and Global News. And his answer was revealing because there's an easy out for him on this question. But he didn't really answer the question. So this is the stuff that people are going to pounce upon. Is Andrew Scheer, as an opposition leader, maybe even someday as prime minister, prepared to do as this prime minister currently has done and participate in pride parades? One of them was marching in the pride parade, and she did that pretty proudly herself. Would you ever do something like that? You know, I've, I've heard reports of what's coming out of the pride parades about, you know, not even letting police officers march, and it's become a very politicized uh, type of event. And, uh, you know, a lot of people in, in the uh, LGBT uh, community that question what's going on with, with, with that event itself. Our party will be inclusive. There's a home for every kind of conservative. We accept a diversity of opinion on, on, on issues. I made the commitment not to open up these issues. I will maintain that. And, uh, but would you stay away from something like a pride parade? Well, you, you tell me. I mean, what's going on with, with, with pride today? You know, they not even allowing police officers. People put their, their lives on the line for hardworking Canadians, for you know, law-abiding Canadians uh, aren't, aren't allowed to, to, to march. I mean, it's, it's become a politicized event that I think, you know, what was once maybe fighting for, uh, uh, you know, a, a policy objective to, to obtain um, recognition has now become something that's gone way beyond that. I, many members of, of that community don't support the type of event it's, it's turned Okay, so that, that was an odd answer because Vashi never said anything about Toronto's Pride Parade. Obviously, cities right across the country have Pride Parades. Now, no politician is obligated to participate if Andrew Scheer wants to make a point as to why he would stay away from uh, any such events. There's his opportunity to do so. I mean, I agree with him 100%. If any event is going to take that kind of approach to law enforcement, ban law enforcement from what's supposed to be an inclusive event, then sure, yeah, absolutely. Stay away from that. Why would you want any part of that? But that's been an issue in Toronto. People might recall there was a controversy here last year because there was a group that wanted Calgary Pride to prevent officers from wearing their uniform in the Pride Parade. And Calgary Pride said, no, get out of here. We welcome and value the participation of the Calgary Police Service and police officers are more than welcome to participate in Pride wearing their uniforms. So would Andrew Scheer participate in that? I don't know. Because he didn't really answer the question. Uh, he gave a good reason as to why he might not want to participate in the event in Toronto. What about the event in Calgary? What came through in that clip, I think, was a bit of nervousness around the question. Maybe not wanting to reveal what he really thinks about it. So, uh, look, going forward, he's going to have to deal with this because these questions are going to get asked. If he's comfortable answering these questions, if he's comfortable explaining what he stands for, what he represents, what his philosophy is on all these issues, then good. Take it on. Uh, But I think if you're being coy and you're getting nervous and uncomfortable around this stuff, you're going to trip yourself up. And you're going to create controversy where there need not be any. When it comes to issues right now that Canadian voters are worried about, I don't think this is one of them. Right, A lot of these we've moved past. 
Maybe time and place was we'd never see a prime minister march in a parade parade. Uh, Pride parade. Justin Trudeau does it all the time. Uh, nobody bats an eye. It's not a big deal. Nobody cares. Right? It's meaningful, I think, to, to people who are a part of it. But it's not the kind of thing that's going to derail the prime minister. It's not a controversy. So it's a logical question you would ask of any would-be prime minister, though. Would, would you continue that, that tradition of participating in these, these events? And so there's kind of a hint of where Andrew Scheer could potentially, I think, trip himself up. We'll see. Look, he's a smart guy. He didn't get where he is by accident. You know, even the fact that he was the Speaker of the House, typically it's, it's not these kinds of young politicians who've, who've got a long career ahead of them. Uh, so the fact that he was thrust into that role, that he handled it very well, uh, speaks highly of him. It's incredibly unusual to see someone go from that role into a position of leadership. I, I think it's unprecedented. Certainly would be unprecedented if, if Andrew Scheer were to become prime minister one day. We've had someone who was the, the Speaker of the House go on to become prime minister. And he's young. He's not even 40 yet. So I think he's, he's got a bright future ahead of him. The other challenge that I wonder going forward... Is his resume that much different than Justin Trudeau's? I think head-to-head in a debate, you get the sense that Andrew Scheer has a much deeper grasp of policy than Justin Trudeau does. But Andrew Scheer hasn't really done much else other than politics. I don't know that that's going to turn him off in the minds of uh, Canadian voters. Or certainly conservative voters. But I do wonder if it, if it takes away a potential argument or a line of argument uh, against Justin Trudeau. All right. Well, look, a lot of narratives to consider going forward. And you do get a sense, maybe the liberals thought that Maxime Bernier was going to win this. Maybe they thought that they had more ammunition to use against Maxime Bernier. Maybe on issues like supply management or privatizing Canada Post or some of these other things he proposed. Look, again, certainly ideas I was sympathetic to, but uh, you could see how the liberals might make some hay out of that stuff. In that sense, maybe Andrew Scheer's harder to go after. That the liberals weren't ready with a lot of ammunition to go after this guy. Uh, and I think if he's smart, if he handles these, these kind of potentially tricky issues with some thought and with some class, then, then I think it totally diffuses it for the liberals. So you get the sense that maybe they're a little worried by this guy. So it's going to be interesting to see the uh, Andrew Scheer era now for the federal conservatives. Uh, And just let me play for you just uh, a little bit today as we get to the top of the hour. His inaugural speech as leader to caucus today. There's hope because we know that the pain that the Trudeau liberals are causing Canadians is only temporary. Le mal que Justin Trudeau est en train de causer est temporaire. Our team is united, positive, and focused on delivering for everyday Canadians and their families in 2019. Nous venons tout juste terminer une course à la chefferie qui a fait croître notre parti et notre mouvement. And we did this at the same time that many of us were competing against one another. Now imagine what we can do when we're working together. 
All right, there you go. New conservative leader Andrew Scheer addressing his caucus today. We got a lot more to get to on the program. It is time now, though, for Great Ideas brought to you by Park to Go Value Valet. No need to search for an empty parking spot with door to door drop and go valet service. Reserve. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.